Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they go for players they've seen in the flesh, or will they rely on reputation? Let's find out. Our guest today is a much-loved British actor. He's what's known as an actor's actor. He has a glittering CV that includes Gunpowder, Gentleman Jack, and was recently in The Brilliant It's a Sin. He's also the go-to voice for so many docs, including the recent brilliant football doc, Daydream Believer. Little clue there. It is, of course, the brilliant Sean Dooley. Sean, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? My team is the mighty Barnsley FC. And, uh, what a season, what a season. <laughs> and I support them because, um, like... 6% of football fans out there. I was actually born there. Right. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> no, um, no um, I, uh, I was, I was I'm born in Barnsley and grew up uh, there and um, kind of, I think, it was never an option when I was a kid. It was mm. never an option not to be a Barnsley fan. I never remember somebody going, ooh, who are you supporting? Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was always kind of like, just assumed that you it was in your blood in a way and that that was your team as as a kid as well we had um because uh, we used to play football all, all, all the time as kids um and uh you always had a you had Barnsley but you were allowed a premiership at league one club at the time as well so you were allowed to have that and then your and mine bizarrely was Tottenham um so I had Tottenham and Barnsley right. and it's like my cousin had Man United and Barnsley, and we formed our own teams. And we, um, I lived near a place called Shafton Two Gates. So my team that I set up was called Tottenham Two Gates. <laughs> uh, so we played each other, and um, um, me and my cousin Darren, and we set up these teams of five or seven. We played each other. We even had like little league tables and everything of where the teams came in the season and all this kind of stuff. Wow. But no, Barnsley was. I've just never known anything different, and all I'm, I'm quite a loyal person, I suppose. I'm, I could never imagine supporting another team, regardless of what division we're in, no matter what where we end up. This is my team. It's your, it's your club. Is uh, do you remember your earliest sort of memories of, of, of football, Sean? You know what? It's funny because I've been asked this before, and my memory's not great. I, I think <laughs> it's so filled up with 
nonsense of lines and lines uh, yeah <laughs> even remembering my kids names gets difficult sometimes. <laughs> uh, and um so my kind of earliest memories of, of Barnsley are more kind of sensory yeah if that makes any sense yes, they're kind of um concrete um stadium stood on concrete tiered steps with huge men around me watching these games uh, you know in all standing in an all standing area and just giant men concrete and bovril and pies yeah and football and that's and turnstiles you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. i think that just in the turnstile is probably the first time i'd ever gone through a turnstile yeah and that's the tough thing to say but you'd be amazed about how much touch sound and smell especially comes into age. this part of the conversation Absolutely. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, get... that's good to know. Oh, that's good to know. And it's just the kind of level of volume, and I don't know this feel. This it's a it's a bizarre feeling, isn't it? And I, and I don't know about other sports because I'm not really into watching other sports as much. But that feeling of thousands of people all kind of responding as one. Yeah. Um, mm. Which you know you do get. A, it's funny, Johnny. I don't know if you find the same, but a lot of time I'm talking about football, I can draw bizarre comparisons to what we do. Uh, in a in a in a strange way, and you know, being on collectively sat in the cinema, collectively sat in the theatre mm. um, at a pop concert, all experience the same euphoria or disappointment. Yeah, it's so addictive, isn't mm. it? And it's so empowering mm. as well. It's amazing. Mm. I can it's, see it's that. a great. I mean, I, I remember one of the first games I went to. My it was a packed Ninian Park. I think it was an international. And my father said to me, "Are you going to watch the game or keep watching the crowd?" Because as, as a kid, I was just obsessed with the swaying and the noise, as you said, and the smells. It was and, such a sensory and the overload. It's yeah. the height that you're looking at it from as well. Yeah. It's also yeah. overwhelming, yeah. isn't it? Which is the massive yeah. deal with that. Yeah. I, I must say as well, because you two are the actuary types. When you said your heads full of lines, I just thought you was in detention a lot at school. <laughs> <laughs> but that, sorry, that's just me. Obviously, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, having said that, do you? I, I'm going to say first game you went to but I'm going to assume let's should we say your first Barnsley game because I bet you remember that one I don't no <laughs> no I have I, I bizarrely have and I've thought about looking into it I have very little memory of my childhood very little um I have a really strong memory of the strike so that's 84 yeah I, right same as me yes. and and before then I have no real memory of being a kid and then kind of after that dotted memory, it's really, He definitely really... did a load of lines at school. This is what it was. It was, it was all detention. I was right. I can't remember anything. So I I, I can't, and I was going to ask you a favour, and I don't know if I'm allowed this, but instead, could I have my favourite game? Absolutely. Go on. Yes. Please do. Come on. So my favourite game of football ever is in when was it? I wrote it down. Two thousand and thirteen yep. against Huddersfield, mm -hmm. and it is absolutely to this day. And I've just watched the clip this morning, and I I don't mind admitting this because you know I think men, unlike where I come from, I think we need to start pushing more for men being able to show emotion and stuff. And I cried this morning watching it. Wow. Um, in two thousand and thirteen, Barnsley and Huddersfield were both going to get relegated at one point in, in this game. And we're playing and, you know, it's a big Yorkshire derby and we're all up against each other. And um, news came in that I think it was Peterborough or somebody had scored, which meant that if we kept on drawing, we stayed up. We yeah. both stayed up, both teams. Yeah. And this weird thing suddenly happened in the ground. You know, you know, you're there. I mean, I was away at, was it Derby when we got relegated? 
and we were all there. And we we're all on his phones looking at the other results at the same time. Do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. God, last season I was the same over us staying up by yeah. beating Brentford, which is going to repeat in the playoff oh, well. <laughs> this year. Hey, prediction fans already. Are going to hate Barnsley for the rest of their life. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, and you know you're all checking your phones, looking at the other scores and stuff, working out the tables in your head and all that kind of stuff. And um, this news came in that Peterborough scored, and we were. 1-1, I think it was, or something like that. We were drawing anyway with Huddersfield. And uh, news came in, and the entire ground just rippled with this th- th- this information. And everybody just started singing, we are staying up. Yeah. Every- everybody, all together, we are staying up, we are staying up. <laughs> and the players, it then got passed to the players on the pitch. So the players stopped playing. And um, our, our keeper, I can't remember, was, was probably Luke Steele, maybe, or something, was just kicking it around in his in his penalty box, just tapping it around, and nobody was playing. And we all the players stopped playing. We were shouting, everybody's going crazy, going stay like this, don't kick the ball, we love this. And it was a good maybe two minutes of us not playing. Wow! Uh, for the other teams, the whistle, the referee didn't didn't do anything. He just was like, no balls in play. We're all going. Collectively, the entire packed stadium was all one. It's, again, it's that sensory thing, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody was one. And then he blew his whistle. We all went crazy. The players all ran to the side to look on the telly to see what the Peterborough game was happening. I might be wrong on Peterborough, but I think it was. And that result came in, which meant Barnsley and Huddersfield both remained in, in, the, in um, the championship. And it exploded. And the Huddersfield fans invaded the pitch. And, and what is beautiful about this, and this is why I love football at times, is they ran straight away to the away end, to the Barnsley fans, and just started shouting Yorkshire at us. And we shouted Yorkshire back. I burst into tears. <laughs> I'm, crying. I'm crying going, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. It was just the most amazing experience I've ever, ever had in, 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 a, in a football collective experience. Because everybody was just one. So anyway, so that's... Your favourite game. Like well, you know what, Sean, we were just about to say, you might have uh, a d- different favourite game if it goes uh, well for you in the playoffs because we just want to just touch on that. You've had a fantastic season on you at Barnsley. I mean, you've just you've been... Yeah. The, there's always a surprise team this here in the Championship. This year, Definitely it's Barnsley. Them. Incredible. And, and the weird thing is, Sean, as well, is that Johnny Twice and, and me at QPR, yeah. seeing them up close, Very had good. a chance to see them up close. Very close. good. You've never seen anything like it. That front three, DK up front and then the two fellas around him. The 60-minute men, because he changes his attack, doesn't he? They yeah. run themselves yeah. into the ground. Oh, and, they, and then they change again. They are they're just irrepressible. You, No one can get at them. And, and it's kept going. It's incredible effort. It's the engine. I don't know how they've instilled this engine into these kids. And they are kids. Yeah. Um, and they run for 90 minutes. And even I was watching the game against Norwich yesterday, which we were far superior. I mean, Norwich are incredible. Mm. Incredible. But... Um, you know, at one point, I think it was like 80-odd minute and we're up front, their right-back's got the ball and we've got four players around him, yeah. c- closing him down. And mm. you just go, that's incredible. Man. Yeah. We're not, we, and we never back off. And um, I think that's the thing. Uh, the, the thing that's impressed me by this, about this side so much is the graft that's happening. I've never mm. seen so much graft on, on, on a football pitch from, from, from anybody, really. I think they... they they never stop running. They berate themselves off the t- over the tiniest mistake. And the, the most beautiful thing about it is, is Valerian Ismail, our, our manager who from nowhere, and nobody had heard of him really, no. um, who came in, 
you can hear, and what's beautiful about the kind of not no fans have been able to hear it is any mistake, the tiniest mistake, and Valerian is there on on the sides going, yes, come on, go again, go again, and he never stops, and he's kind of like a a constant um, revving and up, getting yeah. behind them, even yeah. on mistakes. You know, an own goal will happen, and he will be there going, go again, forget it, move on, move mm. on, and. One of my, one of my things over us going back into the stadium is that I, I'm I'm hoping as fans will take that and because you, you know what what any football fans are like we are immediately we're very quick to to not be happy about something do you mm. know what I mean mm. and I think what we as Barnsley fans need to do especially if we come in at this very late point because God knows what's going to happen to these players mm. I mean some of them have never, haven't played at all in front of a crowd mm. uh, you know as 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 Barnsley players and. We've got to be, you know, 20,000 vowels. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah too. And we've got any mistake, just keep going, keep going. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Move on. Mm. Um, and hopefully we can. But it's an interesting thing, this thing of the fans suddenly being let in. And as much as I want to, part of me is, it's like almost, it's almost like playing a big game all of a sudden, isn't it? Going to a big stadium all of a sudden. And, you know, again, the, the actor kind of thing, you know, playing a small theatre compared to, compared to suddenly playing at the national, you know, your stomach goes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you go, well, I've got a I'm not playing at this level, I'm playing at this level just because you're playing at Wembley. Mm. You put fans in there as well, having not had fans for a whole season. It's fun. it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating you're either, gonna, you're either gonna thrive off it yeah. Or it's going to send you under. Exactly. It's a bit and like West Ham when they got... Um, well, strangely enough, uh, that's exactly my... You know, they're my team. And, and, and the parallels between the two in terms of the position in the table, the nature of the way, the way they played, well, and that theory about the fact that they've not had the pressure of the fans on them. Nobody can deny the, the fact. Others. Nobody can deny the fact that it's affected Liverpool for argument. Like, who do not have fans? In the other way. Liverpool don't lose five games on a trot at home in front of a packed Anfield. Doesn't happen. No, oh, no. Won't no, happen. Never. You no. know what I mean? Doesn't happen. No, it's very true. So so, it's, you're right. It can affect teams... And that's why I give all credit to teams who've done really well, like Barnsley. You know, Forest are another team who would get 30,000 every yeah. home game. And you can't just suddenly go, well, you know, we've missed our fans. Well, other teams have adapted. He's found, other teams have adapted. found new yeah, ways absolutely. to motivate them, haven't yeah. they? Which is yeah. the thing. Can, yeah. Listen, we wouldn't need to test your, uh, test your brain again here, Sean. Oh, God, go on then. Favourite player as a kid. Do you remember any of them? I... <laughs> so... Well, again, one, so one of my memories I remember really well is collecting and watching Espana 82. Right. right. Yeah. So and I think that was my first proper World Cup where I was collecting the Paninis. Other stickers are available. Uh, <laughs> Except and, they're not. Do you know what I mean? and, <laughs> no, they're not. Not as good anyway. And collecting them and, you know, uh, and watching that. And my favourite player at the time was Glenn Hoddle. Oh, I loved Glenn Hoddle. And again, it's the Tottenham... Tottenham Two Gates. Tottenham Two Gates, yeah, we're going to say. Tottenham Two Gates. I love that Tottenham Two Gates has now gone down in history somehow. (laughs) Uh, uh, And we... uh, uh, Yeah, Glenn Hoddle. And when I played, I used to want to play like him. I used to want to cross those balls and then get them in and... uh, and I think I probably liked his hair as well. Yeah. I think his hair had a big factor on it. He had a good... Yeah, it would definitely be Hoddle. I mean, I loved... I did love Adelis quite, quite a bit, but Hoddle was... I, I just remember his sticker being on the side of my bed. You know, you used to Chester draws by his side of your bed, and the extra spare panini sticker that you had would be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bag. So yeah, I'd say Mr. Glenn Hoddle. You know, eighty-two for me. My father came home with a little t- black and white TV tucked under his arm. 
set it up on in the kitchen precariously on a thing for my little Brian. It's gonna it'd be all right. And then it came on so we could watch it while having tea. And he, he always was like they had a permanent line through the middle. Yeah. Tap the top, lovely that <laughs> <laughs> black and white TV, so no, we can watch. No one yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't move from where you yeah. are. Stay where you are. We've got a picture. And always allowed to move. You know, one of those and, things. And by yeah, the way, just stand there. That's it. Stand there. Stay there. <laughs> and on that, and on that point, Sean, if you, if you if you need to replace any old Panini stickers. Go to any charity shop and find old kids' furniture, and it's on the bedposts <laughs> yeah. or on the. It's, they're, they're everywhere. It's, it's on the side of everything. You're absolutely correct. And Sean, I wanted to ask you: your matchday rituals uh, when you used to go to games compared to now? Do you do anything different, or is it the same pub you go to and things? The difference between them now is, I suppose, as, as a kid, it was always always used to buy the programs. Yeah. Always used to look around the shop for no reason whatsoever, yeah. just to walk around and yeah. uh, sit in the shop. And then I remember. As a kid, I remember reading the program and sitting there waiting for the game and looking at the program and looking at the stats and all that kind of stuff. So that's changed a lot. And I think now because I'm because I'm down in London, and I'm still a season ticket holder. And the difference is, I guess now is first of all the travel to get up to the to the games, and you know sometimes those train journeys or car journeys coming back are awful after a drubbing. Oh, you know I mean? oh no. It's a long, really, long way, isn't it? It's a long way the M1, isn't it, after the hammering, yeah. Yeah, especially last season. And oh, the, the thing I do miss from previous and now is I miss uh, a newspaper called The Greenan. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys ha- ever had that. I think it might have been more a northern It's, like, it's like an evening like paper, pink, wasn't it? Like a pink, we yeah. call them, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a pink one as well. Yeah, we had a football echo. It was a pink sort of paper we had, which had the results and stuff, yeah, yeah. And I, and I miss the greening because I used to be able to then read the reviews of all the games yeah. on, 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 God, I'm boring. I was lucky enough, I went to, um, there's a great documentary made, uh, Daydream Believer, about uh, Barnsley going up, which you which you voiced. Fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And I went up to one of the show-ins and you were there and you're really loved by Barnsley fans. I mean, you know, you're kind of like, oh. you are the sort of, I know this Michael Parkinson and Dickie Bird and all those kind of people. But they don't count. You, yeah, yeah. You were really, really, it was lovely to see in a room. A lot of love for you. So what's it like for you to go now? I mean, do, you, do, do people recognise you and things? It's really, what's brilliant about it and what's brilliant about Barnsley people is that, you know, I could have been on telly doing something or whatever the night before and I'll get, I'll get there and I'll arrive and all I will get is grief. Um, from oh, the people who've sat around me for 20 years, do you know what I mean? And, you know, Call we've all acting. grown in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I just, get, I just get grief off them. I just get a proper <laughs> hassle and they'll, you know, they'll have a go at me, they'll rib me. And, you know, I can go to every game of the season and still every time I turn up, they'll go, oh, Fairweather fan, is it? <laughs> and I'm like, I come up from London, South bloody London. I could get in France quicker than here. <laughs> and you still give me grief. Oh, and, oh, fantastic. Proper, you know, no, he's only here when we, when we win. Or, or conversely, it's like, oh, whenever you're here, we lose. <laughs> can't, can't win. Can't win. Whatever I do. Oh, but, that's um, great. But it's, so, that's been, so that's really lovely. And I know, and I, I know them all. And, Sadly, we're starting to lose a few um, of the older generation around yeah. us at the same time. Uh, you know, because I've had my season ticket since... Because my first TV job, Coronation Street, meant was the first time I'd earned any, any money at all. I'd been peppered uh, up until then. So, the, And the first thing I did was buy a season ticket. Wow. Naturally. Um, and so me and my dad got a season ticket. Yeah, naturally, instead of... I didn't put... Yeah. Big car, food? Dad, get food? Yeah, season ticket. <laughs> and... Um, and that was the year we came down from the Premiership. That was that year. So it was the year after the Premiership when we'd been relegated. So that's how long I've had the season ticket. Pretty much the same people sit around us. 
we've seen little kids that were my age when I first started coming to games, and they're suddenly towering blokes now. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really lovely that. And my kids go, I've got two kids' season tickets, and my 10-year-old girl now has just said, Dad, I want to come to the games with you when we come back in. Brilliant. So she'll be coming along, and it's lovely. It's really nice, and they do. They, they definitely keep me grounded. There's no... There's no asshole. There's no nothing really, and it it's really it's really nice. I, do, I, I, I I love it, and I love I love my club so much. I know you could we can we can tell, and, and there was a lot of love when I went up there to watch the film. I I just enjoyed being there really in Barnsley. It's got it's got it has got a warmth. It just has. Yeah, it's just it's just an inbuilt warmth to take care of people, and and because it's it's funny that the Barnsley Latin motto for the football club is uh, which is on my Twitter handle or whatever you call it is um judges by our actions yeah and it's something that me as a person I, and me as a dad have tried to instill in my kids is to be judged by your actions yeah. do you know what i mean you can talk all you want you can put as many posts on any social media about particular things as much as you want you want it's about what you do yeah. and it's about what action you take to change things or better things or look after people yeah um so yeah, so that's. I yeah. saw, uh, to quote one of the most famous Yorkshiremen ever, Brian Cleffany. What did he say? He said, "You can talk and talk and talk about it, and what do you want? You have to go out and do it." Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's right, you know. I want two yeah. European cups. Yeah. And there you are. Thank you very much, young did man. Did he mention that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I did I wonder. I think it's a that's a great so, it's a great philosophy. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, so, Sean, from your, you mentioned this ties in. We're talking about memorabilia and memento. Is there is there a bit of a connection then with what we've been discussing? The, my favourite bit of memorabilia is that after I'd done Daydream Believers, which you know, I have to say, I was I was so impressed by it. Th- these kids phoned me up, uh, well, contacted me through it, and I went, would you narrate it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this day, I was like, nobody's getting in on that. Dickie Bird is not narrating it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and that Parkinson hasn't got a speaking yeah, no, voice no, no, at no. all, has he? Michael Parkinson, sorry. Sean's doing this. <laughs> um, so I was born on the same street as Michael Parkinson. Wow. Really? Yeah. Um, and um, we, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so they found it, would, would I do it? And then, um, so for anybody who doesn't know, it's, it's about the 97-98, the playoff, no, the season before, it's about the team that got us into the premiership. That's right, yeah. And and at the same time, you know, with things going on with the town and, and economic things happening and things like that. And, and it's just, I watched it and I was just blown away. It's great. It was great. How well done it was, yeah. how well put together and, the love that had gone into it, but anyway. So after I'd done it, and I went, we went out for that night, and uh, uh, we went out for that night, and we saw it and everything. And then a couple of weeks later, they sent me a framed poster signed by all all, all that team. Oh, uh, nice! The, about uh, the nineteen ninety eight team, and it's on my boy, boy's wall at the moment. And you know, often you get gifts and stuff like that, but that I'm like, that's perfect. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're all twelve again when we get. That's that, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife was like. Where's that going? <laughs> it's about this big. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Above Where the bed. Yeah. Oh. Uh... So option A, front room, was blown out of way straight away, was it? <laughs> I love it. I always think that Richard Hawley story he told us where he got a signed photograph of Barry Bannon and he put it at the end of his bed and at the end of every night you go, night, Barry. Yeah. And he said, after the week, my missus said, this has got to stop. <laughs> Yeah. Bit creepy. Yeah, yeah, Bit yeah. creepy. <laughs> right. Uh I think you've I think uh you've mentioned some players earlier on. Like I said, you've had a terrific season. What what would be your favourite player now? Oh. <laughs> Always on the spot. There's a kid called Anderson that we've got who 
right at the beginning of the season, he, my favourite ever Barnsley player is a kid called Bobby Hassel. Um, mm. And he has always been my favourite player. And I've got to know him as a person now. And he's a lovely human being as well. And he reminds me a bit of Bobby Hassel. He's got this kind of work ethic. And when he first came to Barnsley, he made some, I mean, proper shocking mistakes. This is the fan thing that I'm talking about as yeah. well. And he's overcome all that, I think, to be one of the best defenders we potentially have ever had. But my problem is, is that Helic in the middle, Solbauer or Sibic coming in, are so brilliant. Mm. And I think Helic is going to, I think it's Helic. I think I'll go, God, ah, ah, <laughs> He's like, he's got, he's got pain. bronze, silver and gold yes. rostrum we've just got there, haven't right. we? But we're going to go, that's the absolutely perfectly Helic. reasonable way of doing it. Helic, Helic. it is. Now, um, John, I can't see it. And um, I, I should say we're having this conversation on a Monday morning and... But we're now going to ask you what your best ever kit is. And there is a clue, apparently, knocking about somewhere. <laughs> there is. Oh, can you see it? Can if I can just it? describe to our audience, Sean, is resplendent in an admiral kit. Of course he is. It is, it is the classic, uh, sponsored by Aura. It's got the premiership, as it was called then, badge on, on the sleeve. And it's the great white rose badge. Yeah. This is this is pre... I think it's, there's a minor on it now. Is it a minor on the badge now, I believe in it? But this is the Yorkshire white rose badge. This is the, the white rose uh, badge, which um, I was teaching my kids about the other day because they were doing War of the Roses. Yes. I tried to change history and say we won, but we won't have it. And um, it's my fa- it's my favourite kit, and this is mine from the time as well, so it's 97, 98. And still fits, God. mate. Fair play to you. Still bit, fits, thank yeah. God. Bit loose, is it, Sean? Bit, yeah. Bit yeah. <laughs> this, for me, whenever I see this kit, I see a player called Neil Redfern. Oh, um, well, yeah, absolutely. Just, kind of like this, just sweat and graft. I think this is why I love this team so much, the current squad, is because when I think of that team that got us promoted, when I think about the best teams, it's always been about graft. It's always been about giving 100% mm-hmm. and judging us by our, our actions, I suppose, on the pitch as well. Yeah. And that's why I'm so impressed by this squad. And, and I do, I see Neil Redfern in this kit. And it's my, it's my, it's my favourite Top. I've got a couple of versions of it because I've got some kids' versions as well. Um, <laughs> uh, for my kids, I don't put them on to feel. Yeah, that, you know, that would uh, be weird, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it's my, oh, my, it represents Barnsley. And also, as well, it's the last time we were in the Premiership and only time we were in the Premiership until three weeks. Fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed. Now, I, you've mentioned Tottenham Hotspur earlier on. Tottenham, well, two, Tottenham gates. two goats, please. Uh, there is a question here yeah, where <laughs> have you got another team that you've got a soft spot for? It could be Huddersfield now, couldn't it? You know, Yorkshire men, Yorkshire brothers together. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who contrived for, <laughs> a, false, wrong with that. for a false result. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think, I think what happens is you meet people through your life, don't you, that are passionate fans. Mm. And I think often if you like that person, you end up kind of keeping an eye out for for that team, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I've got you know I've got a mate called Stevie. I've not seen Stevie in ten but over ten years easily, and he's an Ipswich fan. Yeah, uh, who are always a bit of a bogey team for us. And bizarrely, that you know I've got for the people who can't see, I've got a flag. Yes, uh, you know thing because Barnsley Division One playoff flag oh, with a tight on the front. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have flags in the background now, aren't we? So <laughs> yes, I thought I'd put one in. Um, and it's the Barnsley, next to all uh, your books, Division is it, Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? See, he hasn't got books. He's got Barnsley flag. It's much better. It's much more real. <laughs> and a blank wall. Yeah. Um, this Wembley game, two thousand, which was the last ever competitive game played at Wembley before they pulled it down. Right. Um, at the old Wembley it was Barnsley versus Ipswich. Uh, yeah, like I say, my mate Stevie's team. 
who are not my team of choice, by the oh, way. I'm just, I'm just veering off on a different story. <laughs> um, and uh, we were there and we were one. The only reason I want to tell you this is I'm there. I'm with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Polly, and my dad. Uh, and we've all got a space painted and stuff like this. And I've got this flag and I'm waving it. And we're one nil up. And just before half time, uh, we get a penalty to go two nil up. And Darren Barnard, yeah, genius, uh, puts the ball down in the penalty spot. And Richard right in the goal. And um, I leant across to my wife, <laughs> girlfriend at the time, and I went, it's okay. Darren Barnard has never missed a penalty. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Sean, what were you thinking of? <laughs> I had lucky red pants on. I had red socks. I had oh, a red shirt. Man. I had a face painted. I'd done everything right. There aren't enough lucky red top. pants in the world, mate. Sorry. <laughs> and as I said it, I went, what have I done? <laughs> I knew I'd, I'd done something awful and that the universe was yes. twisting. The gods of the universe, the football gods, yes. And Richard Wright saved it. Oh. And then... They went on to beat us four two in the second half. Oh, um, so it's my fault we didn't get back. Yes, it is quite literally your fault. Well, it's, it's, it's good and now. You've got very... the, the apologies out there. You got it out of the way. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. So, um, Mia culpa. Back to my, my kind of clubs that are in my heart as well. Um, a couple of my best mates. Uh, Nigel's a Liverpool fan, so I've been. I, I keep an eye out on, on them. Uh, my brother-in-law Sam and uh, Nick Rowe. You might work with Johnny. Uh, a massive Forest fans. Yeah. yeah. We've got a huge rivalry, especially with Sam. Although saying that, Sam is coming round to our house on Monday because he can to watch the first leg of the playoffs right. with me and supporting Barnsley. But <laughs> Sam, this does he know that yet? <laughs> yeah, six, 16, uh, 16, 17 years ago, my first kid is born, and I'm in the hospital and I'm emotional wreck. Uh, Sam, brother-in-law, comes in to see to see us and has have his first hold of the baby, and he's there and he's. He's holding the baby and I'm just a, um, a complete mess and he's holding the baby and he looks at me and he puts the baby to one side and he unzips his hoodie and he's got a forest shirt on. And he went, his first shirt. Is <laughs> That's dirty Paul. Can you believe he did that? Wow. I mean, football fans across across the world now gasping. That's yes. so low. So low. I mean, that is, I've never forgiven him for that. I mean, I can't believe that. So that was his first shirt. The first shirt. Um, he was held in. Um, so, yeah, so there's them. But my, um, and like my mate Dan and Matt are Bristol City fans, so I kind of look out for them. But the, my main one I look out for is my best mate's dad, Johnny Ben Crompton. I don't know if you've worked with Ben at any point. Mm. Um, my best mate's dad, uh, Paul, who died uh, like 20 years ago of cancer, he was a huge crew fan. Okay. And when I used to go around to their house, we'd, we'd chat about, he'd, he'd chat about crew, I chat about bands, and we had an ongoing bet kind of uh, d- double or quits uh, every year on who, you know, who, who, who won in the games. And, um, and I've kept that way. I kept that going uh, for some time with Ben, but he owed me so much money that it was like, I could have bought a house with it. So, um, uh, and so crew really, I, I suppose, are the closest team in my heart that I do look out for and, and look for kind of in, in, in memory of Paul really. Well, that's lovely. I mean, just before we move on to the the final and the big question about your best 11, I just want to touch uh, briefly about your career. I mean, we're going to sound like a a pair of loveys here, but I don't care, Mark. Um, I always remember remember, um, getting a part of my age and saying to me, Sean Dooley's in in this, uh, and to her, uh, to use a football analogy, Somebody who's really respected in, in the acting industry, you, my, my partner Vicky McClure, said to pass on her best. A real actor's oh, actor's, actor's actor, Sean. A terrific, really good 
working actor. That's what I always see you as. You know, everything you do, you're fantastic in it. And you've worked solidly for, for, for almost two decades now. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you. Thanks for saying, Johnny. It's, um, yeah, it means a lot, that, because it's, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not good at that kind of thing. But oh, thank you, thank you, you very des- much. Thank you, you. you deserve it, mate. You deserve it. You were, and I thought, I thought in gunpowder, that, Oh, that well, that scene, oh, for, I mean, it was sensational. You were talking about it this morning, yeah, we weren't were. we? Just a sensational performance, you know. Oh, they're searching for the yeah. uh, Catholics. In yeah, the walls. Catholics oh. in the walls. <laughs> it was, I was, was a... I was scared of you, mate, and I was like, Sean's a lovely guy. I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you walk in the place, I'm like, oh god. And carried off the clobber. That's, yes, that was the oh. main point. The, the clobber, the director, first time he saw me, in, I think we did a scene where I walked down a, a hall and he's, he's, he's a friend of mine, the director as well, and he jumped up really excited. He, he went running to me and he said, you look like, you look like Batman in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have just stopped at Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman in a hat. It's not the biggest insult you've ever Batman heard. Batman in a hat. We have actually acted together. Comes. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, we, we have. Yeah, yeah we were George Gently together, weren't we? That's right. Johnny, Johnny threw me across the table with, with rather a lot of energy. I Do you remember. know, I've got a, I got a story to tell you about that. So classic actors, I, I was, I was the, the, the director thinks he's, you know, Martin Scorsese, he pulls it one side, he says, we don't need to win Inspector George. And he went to me, I want you to grab him. And I'm going, really? Says, yeah, yeah, I want you to grab him. I want it to be real. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay. So me and Sean are obviously pals. So of course, I grab him. And when they go, cut Sean quite goes, what's that about? He probably <laughs> grabbed me then. What's going on there? Oh, and I was like, it was, it was the director, he told me to. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but he looked great. He looked, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it did look great. Yeah, it did. Yeah, no, it was, it was brilliant. This is the Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Right. Now the $64,000 question. Your best 11. Sean, take your time. Start with the goalkeeper, but... Uh... Well, over to you, Sean. Over to you. Including, you know, obviously, you know, your formation that yeah, you yeah. choose. Do you, oh, do you, oh, 
maybe I maybe I should have done this properly. I oh I know Ooh. this is gonna really upset you. I don't want to move away from the current eleven. Well, that's fair enough. No, good. I, and I, t- I tell you why, because I feel really protective of them. Does that make sense? I Maybe it's this sat in a room, or my, sat in this very room on my own with my lucky shirt on, my lucky Barnsley jacket, my red socks, my red pants, watching them week in, twice a week uh, on this telly. And there's a kind of odd thing about watching your team and seeing them on their own out there without you there, without you there backing them up, um, supporting them, kind of on their own, representing you and going to the fight, you know. And I feel I feel incredibly protective over them. And especially with the situation we're at the minute, I think maybe if we finish mid-table, I could probably start pulling Neil Redfern and Darren Barnes. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you going to put me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and Aidan <laughs> Moses and Nicky Eden and, and, and Assel and Lukey Steele and... I, Darren Sheridan, who I used to love, and yeah, you know, I could, I, I could do that. I could pull them all in, but I don't want to. Mm. Is that all right? No, listen. I, if you, you're a Barnsley fan, are. right? Was team has just been the team of the championship, really, come from nowhere. We've got to the playoffs. You're absolutely within your right to say this is my favourite best eleven at this and, moment. And this, it's, this it's, is it's, my. It's, and Sean, I should say, it's it's a first. It's a you've set a precedent. But if you're ever going to set a precedent, Absolutely. now is the time, and this would be the team with which to do it. I think it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I mean, this is the team that you know we one point off the drop last last season, yeah. and pretty much the same team. They made two changes, I believe, possibly three with DK coming in if if, if you count that. But you know, this is a team that won basically by beating Brentford in the ninety second minute, ninety third minute. And to go from being on the brink of, of dropping to League One and losing a majority of that squad, to go from that to this, without any any fans in, without anything happening, with a new manager coming in. I mean, I think Val, Val, uh, Valerian uh, Ismail, our, our manager, I mean, if you look at his what he did since January, I think he's got the, one of the best records in, in any division, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I, it, for me, it's, it's this squad, where they've come from, and being so so underdogs to where they are now, I, I even if we don't get past Swansea, which we will, I, uh, I, I they're they're up there for me as one of the best squads we've ever had at Barnsley. Well, wow. listen, I, I have no argument. With I that think it's brilliant. I mean, he's he's yeah. played he's played fast and loose with the rules today, based on he can't <laughs> yeah. remember anything. I really, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're allowed. I mean, listen, if any any Barnsley fan at the moment has got to be allowed to do what they what they this want. Is a, they this is the time. It. And it, do you know, exactly. I've got to say just one thing before you go, Sean. Last yeah. season, they scored the 93rd minute against Forest to keep their, their, their like I said, survival hopes alive. Then they went to Brentford. I did see signs last year. I don't know if you did. I watched Barnsley play last year. I was thinking, they've got this something. They were, they, were, they were fractions away last season so many times. And this year, it's just clicked, isn't it? And do you know what's weirdly happened? Me and my dad, we, you know, that season especially, we would always be sat together in our same seats we've had you know, for 20 odd years. And we kept going... It just doesn't fall for us. The ball never falls mm. for us. The decisions never fell for us. Things constantly went against us. And what's happened this season is the kind of decisions have gone our way. The, the bit of luck has been on our side. It's landed in a particular yeah. place. And that's, that's something we never had last, last, last season. And we that's been on our side a little bit, and the, kind of with the momentum. And even when we've played awful this season... We've still scraped a one 0 win, yes, and that's been the, the that's been the difference. Mm. We played the same amount of awful 
last season we'd lose two or three nil. And I think uh, shoring up shoring, uh, shoring up that back three um, um, with Civic coming in, in in and out has been the been the key thing for us. I think really. I mean, we're so solid at the back that everybody now believes they can run, they can go forward. And, you know, everybody. I mean, even Helic. Helic loves to score. I think he started as a striker, mm. um, and so whenever he can get forward, he gets forward because he wants to score. Yeah. And to have a defender that wants to score is quite. That's great. <laughs> probably wants to score more than wants to defend is brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, because and I, defender uh, chipping in with a few I goals. Yeah. Lady Luck's been with us, and the ball's fallen for us a little bit more, and momentum seems to be on our side. And but I agree with you that Forest game because with Sam, I phoned Sam and went, "Mate, you are fine. You're not going to lose." Because uh, when we beat you, mm. I went, "You're not going to lose your last game by yeah. you know because you a were six in, goals, a six goal swing." Yeah, I know. And I went, "Look at your goal difference. There's no way that could be turned around." Hey, and that last what? game of the season for you, I was like, "Oh my god, extraordinary." It's unbelievable to watch um, it unfold. Just goes well. to show what we were, we've talked about this in the show. Uh, what, what an amazing league the championship is, and what, yeah. what makes yeah. it so just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have it any other way. With the years, Grace have gone. Gone. You know what? It's a fantastic league, right? Sean, I'm going to put you on the spot. One last thing. Go on. You've got the floor. What's your good luck message to Barnsley coming up in the playoffs? Lads, don't change a thing. Keep going. Keep grafting. Believe. You're the underdogs. It's the best place to be. The underdogs. Go out and smash it. Sean, thank you very much indeed. Thanks for joining us. Good luck, pal. Good luck. The Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.